Looking for a local spot to make swag for your brand, podcast, or anything in between? Eastside Pin Co. has experience making enamel pins, badges, keychains, medals, and patches. Have an idea of what you want? Chris can help bring your idea to life. You can find them online at eastsidepinco.com. That's E-A-S-T-S-I-D-E-P-I-N-C-O.com. And you can send all inquiries to chris at eastsidepinco.com. Mention this ad to take 10% off your order. Eastside Pinco. Hit them up. Welcome back to Toons Toons Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Toons Toons Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Got a favorite of the show, Josh Kane in the house. What up, boy? Oh my gosh, it's me. I'm back on the Toons Toons Podcast. <laughs> yes. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me again. Harold. Right on, man. Hey, uh, yeah, for people maybe it's like their first episode or uh you know just tuning in uh can you tell people who you are what you do i just took a drink of water um <laughs> I, I was like oh he's gonna talk for a while i'll just take a sip i didn't vamp that uh, long. i was hoping you were going to <laughs> um my name is josh uh kane that's a uh, kine is the last name um that's an inside joke you guys won't uh, I am the host of the Animation Station podcast on all of your so like all of your i podcasty things. We're there, uh, and I am a voice actor living in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Beautiful, man, it's crazy. You've been out there for a while now. Uh, almost two full months. Man, that's crazy, dude. Are you liking it so far? Beautiful, yeah, I'm. I'm loving it. Grew up in beautiful Shawnee, Oklahoma. <laughs> so got out of the quite, got out of the red dirt. Let's say um, quite the and, change. Oh yeah, a, a bit. Uh, where where I grew up, we used to have horses. Um, I say that, but no, like I, I was actually driving to Burbank and I took a back road, um, because Waze was like, "This will be shorter," and I was like, "Okay, thanks, Waze." Um, and I saw a person on a horse, and I was like, "Cool," Damn. but they wore entirely more protection on that horse than i've ever seen anybody <laughs> in oklahoma wear right like they had like a vest on like one of those like i i, I don't know it was like a horse riding vest huh. like it was like padded it's like horse armor and i was like yeah, basically and they had a helmet and i was like cool <laughs> i guess that's odd yeah, I was like, wow, I mean, like, people where I come from, yeah. it's a plaid shirt and a hat. Where man. I'm from, we don't wear all this fancy pants. We don't wear all this this liberal sort of <laughs> agenda armor. It's plot armor, bro. Pretty much. <laughs> you mean it's plod armor because it's a horse. On God. Plod. Oh. Um, well, we had talked about this briefly before, um... You know, it, it was kind of insane to, to wake up one morning and realize what had happened at Kyoto Animation. Yeah. Um, and there'd been so many things that, you know, I talked to friends about. And um, I know you and I had talked about a couple things that they'd done. And then just to see, like, the tragedy there and, like, all the things that had happened. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, like, this is so, like, sad that this happened. And, yeah. um one of the movies I'd been wanting to talk about was a silent voice. And, um, you know, after this happened, it was just like, man, like it just kind of spurred, like really put something in me. I like, man, like I really want to like watch this and talk about this just because it was something that had been on my radar. And I was just like, man, this is like a great time to, to, you know, really honor these people. I think in a way that, you know, when you talk about something like this that someone worked on or something put like someone put like their time and effort and their soul into. And then, you know, a lot of we had mentioned we talked earlier that some of the people that actually worked on this movie passed away. And yeah. so whenever we, you know, talk about these things or like discuss them or remember them, it's like a way for the, these people like to keep, you know, being around and being remembered. So 
it was just like mm-hmm. seemed and- like a unique opportunity to just like you know like talk about it and you know see what and and we tend as like anime fans and like fans of media in general we tend to forget about everybody behind the scenes right like we talk about you know like actors and voice actors and directors but we never really talk about layout artists or who did the storyboard for this like we don't talk about animators or anything like that and that's something that it's 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 sad because then you lose these people and it's just like you didn't really know any of their names and that's that's what's really kind of heartbreaking really no yeah for sure man it's just one of those things of like i i know you probably have a more unique perspective than a lot of people on it just because you know you're so close and like a little bit in more in the industry than you know a casual fan would be um so it is and i think you have like a it gives you like another level of thoughtfulness of it thinking about those kinds of people and like I know that's like one thing that you talk about on your show. You have like people that do uh, like the online comics and everything, and it's just like it's really cool that you get to talk to people like that and just like you know the people that make these things happen and kind of giving yeah. them a, an opportunity because just to like you know talk about the thing that they've made, the thing that they love to do, and so it's mm-hmm. just like I don't know, man. It was like super, like a super bummer to me. It was just like. I'd always I'd been wanting to talk about this movie for a while because it had been on my radar. I I actually was like I had seen that um it came out the same year as your name. Yes. And yeah. uh Shinkai that directed your name had actually like talked about like this movie, which was like a real like big testament to me. It was just like dang, he he his movie is like the number one movie domestically, right? Like animation wise. Yes. And yeah. He's like, yeah, 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 like, uh, I directed your name, but, like, check this movie out. This movie's crazy, like. (laughs) And so it's just, like, such a cosign for him to be, you know, to take that time and be like, man, this movie is important because of the the things things that it tackles in it. Yeah, the subject matter in this one, definitely. For sure. Like, whereas uh, Shinkai's is definitely a spectacle. Yeah. This is, I mean, this this one's gonna touch your heart. Oh yeah. Um, it, it, whereas I mean, you know, Shinkai's is definitely it has its moments. I mean, especially I mean, like you know, when they're standing on the you know the thing and then he disappears. Ugh, that part um, gets that me was, every that time. That was rough. And he wrote, "I love you" on her hand, and oh my gosh, that was. <gasps> yeah, that shit got me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one, this one definitely got me, man. Like I was definitely like. It's like one of those things that when you watch it by the end, I was just like emotionally exhausted, bro. Like I was just like, shit. Yeah. Um, but you kind of had a, like a different entry point to it. You said you'd read the manga, right? Uh, yeah, I had read the manga. Um, oh, geez. Well before I knew that this was going to be an anime. Um, I maybe read this. Oh, geez. When did this manga come out? Hold on. Let me, let me find out here. This. I want to say I read this about five years ago. Um, let me see. Vamp. Oh, <laughs> I'm not a good vamper, man. Um, I do. I I knew that it was an uh, yeah, a manga. The, manga. the manga came out in 2013. Okay, so, yeah, so it's I, been a minute. I was reading it. Yeah, yeah, because I I remember waiting on the the last two chapters to come out because the the service that I was reading them on was releasing them two chapters at a time. So I remember waiting for the last two chapters to come out for a long time, and then they finally did. And then I was like, there's more, right? Like, there's got to be, like, a little <laughs> bit more. Because the way that we end this thing, it's like, I, I just need, like, like five more minutes, man. I Man, it's so good. Like, I was engaged in the story from the beginning. Um, yeah. Can you kind of talk about that? Like, uh, I know you're... You've seen the, you've read the manga and you've seen the movie. Can you maybe talk about like, just like uh, highlights of like, you know, maybe someone hasn't heard about this movie, like, just like the general plot, like what kind of happens in this movie? Um, yeah, general plot is, and I'm going to paraphrase like a mofo right now. <laughs> um, so, so like general plot of the movie, we have uh, my boy Shoya. Um, he is a he is a 
uh, he's a pretty popular he's got a popular i mean he's kind of popular he's got a group of fans definitely a goofball kid um and then this new girl shoko join like comes to school and she is deaf um so obviously the cool thing to do is pick on her because she's different um and so he ends up being a total d-bag and like is like getting like throwing her implants all over the place um making her do all this stupid stuff like being a little d-bag um and then he goes a little bit too far and she basically leaves school and then all of his friends kind of turn on him and so it, it goes from he's this bully at the beginning to all of his friends turn on him and then he is bullied for the rest of his time in school until he finally graduates uh and then he's about to kill himself i believe yeah um it's been a hot minute since i read and watched this uh he's going to go kill himself and then he happens to see shoko grown up right because uh, like these guys are about uh about to go into college i believe it is or vocational school yeah um so they're out of high school so they're moving on um and so he sees her and then so he's like okay i'm going to befriend her and apologize for everything that he had done so he learns uh, sign language and starts doing all this stuff to try and get close to her um, to say he's sorry. And then, you know, feelings kind of develop. Um, and then it's this whole thing about him trying to get redemption um, from basically everything. Like he's trying to get redemption from uh, her, trying to get redemption from her sister. Um, there's a little bit of friend redemption in here that gets glossed over in the anime. Oh, really? That is way more prevalent in the manga. Damn, I'm going to have to check that out. Because, like, I was, yeah. like, I could not get enough of that shit, like, in the movie. I was just like, man, I wish this movie was, like, two hours longer. Yeah, like, in the in the anime, there's really no, like, friend revolution. We figure out that his friends, uh, like, f- found him or something, pulled him out of, I don't remember Oh, what yeah, it was. yeah, when he like, jumped into the when he when he jumps um his friends like pull him out that's basically where we go there uh but in the anime i mean sorry, but, uh, in the in the anime but in the manga it's it goes more in depth there's actually a um almost like a redemption arc for the friends oh, okay um and more with uh the other girl and uh other guy a director kid which you don't really know that he wants to be a director in the anime, it's not like very clear that that is his passion, and he's going to school to be a director. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I mean, that doesn't even stick out to me. Like, yeah, and I, I, and again, I, I should have watched the film again before, um, but I was trying to keep the manga, you know, more into my. Uh, did does he? Do they make a film at all? No. During during the, during the anime. No, I mean they don't. I mean the the little sister is like a photographer. Okay, yeah, because that's the main plot of the uh, of this of the manga is he they're they're making this film for this little film festival and it is starring every all of them. Oh yeah, no, it didn't. And it so didn't like, have he's that trying element. to make this film and it's you know supposed to bring them all together. Um, also, in in the manga, I'm sorry, in the, in the anime, do they mention why the girl is a photographer? Um, yeah, I mean... Did they mention her, like, her grandmother? Yeah, I mean, they have her grandma because her grandma ends up passing away. Yeah. Um, but the way that they kind of build it into the plot, it seemed like, is that she said she started taking photos of, like, dead things to discourage her sister from wanting to kill her because her sister always talked about killing herself. Yeah, okay. Okay, they did that. Okay. Which was, I was wondering if they actually... A real big bummer, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It's just like, man, I don't know. It's it's so heavy, just because yeah. It's all like... all these all these kids have very rough experiences. Yeah. yeah, man, for sure. Um, I do. I don't know. I just didn't really know what to expect going in, so it was just like plot devices is like showing like this redemption arc, like that. I was like all in on that man like that was so intense that was just like you know you you can tell that that um that shows like super remorseful 
and like man like i really fucked up like and he is like literally like trying to everything he does in the movie is like working towards making what he did like setting that straight like making that right yeah and so that's just super intense for me and i was just like so invent like i could not take my eyes off the the freaking tv when i was watching this and it's two hours eight minutes and it seemed like it went by in like a flash yeah so uh, i mean that's that's the way it is reading it i i definitely recommend now that you've now that you've watched it go and read it oh and yeah get a little bit of more of that backstory for those different characters dude i'm about to mainline that shit because that's just like i, I kind of felt like that in the in the uh show in the movie i was just like man i wish we got a little bit more like with like the the friend characters and everything because like there's it's just like an interesting like collection of different people like and personalities and stuff and so i was just like man like i wish i could have got some more of that but yeah it's cool to hear that they go more into depth on that in the manga which is pretty i mean that's pretty common that you know it's like it's like the thing of like you know think in america harry potter or something being adapted to a movie like not every single detail from the book is going to be included in the movie so it's like yeah i don't know i mean and it's like i wish i'd read the manga because like i want to have like a better idea of like oh yeah like they did a really good job of kind of encapsulating this story with like the time that they were given type of thing because um they do they do do a good job of telling they they hit on the main plot points um, but to me, the the movie just seemed um, it was lacking. It's definitely one of those like if you have read the manga and then gone and watched the movie, it would have you would have been fine. Oh, okay. But you do lose a little bit watching the movie first and then going into the manga. Oh, okay, right on. Because then you're like, oh, that totally makes more sense now. Um, so I mean, I guess it kind of works either way. So then you can kind of be like, "Oh, I see why they did oh, that." Oh yeah, fill like, in, Why did they leave that part out? Fill in some gaps, like whenever you go back and read it. Mm-hmm. Like I think his sister is. Uh, I think she may be a little bit more like her sister. I mean, his sister and uh, her his uh, his sister's boyfriend. Yeah, he, may be a little bit more prominent in the manga. Oh, cool. Yeah, in the in the show, um, Maria is in it quite a bit the uh his oh yeah his niece yeah Mm -hmm. and um but yeah they like briefly briefly touch in the movie that her when her uh his brother-in-law i guess gets uh back he was like deployed in the military or something yeah like it was like literally like a scene and they're like oh he's back from being deployed and then that was like it and it was just like why did they even touch on that like they literally don't even like revisit that or do anything to talk about that character or anything so it's like i figured it might yeah. be something like that that in the manga was a little bit more like uh pr- like pronounced or, or delved into you know mm-hmm. um so what did you think about the bullying aspect man of how how they touched on the bullying in this movie it is like i think in a lot of ways like some of this can be so hyperbole like when you see bullying like yeah i think of like how i see bullying like in in american like media or like tv shows movies stuff like that and it's just like dude it's not like that like whenever i see something in a movie but in this it was just like man like in some of the things especially with like the way i've seen the way that the girls interact with each other i've seen girls like do like that kind of thing to each other before and so I was just like, man, this is pretty accurate. And, like, it didn't do it to where it was, like, completely, like, blown out of, like, okay, that would never happen. You know what I mean? It was just, like, I think it was done in a way that was, like, relatable for someone, especially if he'd either seen or been a victim of bullying. Um, there there was, like, an element of, like, gaslighting that was, like, interesting yeah. that they, like, put in where there was, like, one girl was like i never did that like you were the one that yeah did. i was that just like was... oh my god like that happens bro mm-hmm. it's like that happens so much like i remember that growing up and just like oh no i never did that and you're like you what i yeah. know and then like show has to take like the whole brunt of like the blame when like mm-hmm. everyone was being shitty and then everybody was like no you know that he can't like you can't tell him what to do like he's so terrible and it was like, you motherfuckers were right there doing the same shit he was doing. And then he yeah. takes, like, the whole rap for it, and then he's, like, a social pariah after that. It was like, you bullied yeah, the deaf like, girl. For his in for his entire 
fucking career too. Oh yeah, like, it was his whole entire school. Man, career. that was so. I mean, crazy. Obviously, not saying what he did kind of didn't deserve it, but all of them deserved that. Oh yeah. Um, one of the interesting things about the uh, animation too was uh, when we're when we pick up back with him because initially like where this starts is like an elementary school. And then we pick up back with him, like, at the end of high school, basically. Um, one of the pieces of the animation that really stuck out to me was, like, how he he talks about it, how he can't really, like, look people in the eye. Mm-hmm. And so throughout the whole movie, like, people that aren't, like, people that he's engaging with or, like, that quote-unquote, like, his people all have, like, X's over their eyes. Yep. And I was just like, man, this is super interesting. And yeah, that was a that was a really cool part in the manga. I love that. Oh, that's in the manga too. It was so different. Yeah, it was so different because I mean, like all these people are just like, and especially when he goes back, like when he's seeing all these people and like he's starting to get enlightened, and then everything kind of crashes back down on him. Yeah, and then everybody starts getting the X's back over their eyes. Yeah, that's pretty intense. I do love whenever he's like whenever he's making the connection and like when someone becomes like a friend or like ally to him the x like slowly like it like just floats down it's like paper almost i was just like dude Mm -hmm. that is super cool and like i don't know it's like a it's an interesting way to visually represent someone being ashamed or having depression or low self-confidence because that's that's something that like happens man like you don't feel like you don't feel confident, so you're not looking people in the eyes. And that was, like, such an interesting way to visually represent that. And I was just like, man, this is really cool. Um, Well, you had some uh, – you had mentioned some things earlier about some, like, the voice cast in this for, like, the dub. Um, uh, can yeah, I talk about that? Um, yeah, in the, in, the, uh, in the English dub, because uh, I don't know anything about any of the other languages – um, so in the English dub, we have uh, Robbie Damon as uh, Shoya, um, but we also have um, playing Shoko uh, Lexi Cowden, and I apologize if I'm saying her name cor- uh, incorrectly, but I thought it was really cool what they did when they cast her, is they actually cast her, and she is a deaf actress. Yeah, that's so, so cool, I thought that man. was I thought that was really cool that they were like, okay, you know what we're gonna do? We're going to take uh, uh going to give a deaf character. We're gonna give her a deaf actress. So that way you kind of uh, like you get uh more of like this is what an actual deaf person would sound like when they're doing this role, instead of trying to imitate what you think she would sound like. You actually have a deaf actress in the dub, and I don't know if they did that for the Japanese or not. Um, but I mean, it is something that they did do in the in the American dub. So um props there to um i believe it was sentai uh for the casting yes i think so i was trying to look it up i can find find that um i actually wasn't even aware of that until you had mentioned it um when we were just like talking before we started recording i was just like what and so that was really awesome and something i was like man like you got to bring that up because that's such a cool like touch that they were able to like cast someone like exactly like what you were saying instead of like trying to get someone to like imitate or emulate um someone someone that's deaf it was just like they literally cast someone like an actress that was uh that's deaf and i was just like that's awesome like that was super cool to see that yeah um it yeah it's definitely a i mean it's it's super cool i mean yeah you have other um really good voice actors um, in here, I mean Max Middleman, because it is uh, an anime in an anime movie in America. Max Middleman must be in it. I think he's contractually <laughs> obligated to be in every single anime movie that comes out. Um, so Max Middleman is in it. I mean, you got Amber Lee Connors, Kira Buckland. Um, you have a good, a really good cast of uh, English. Oh, Michael Center Nicholas. Um, everybody remembers Michael Center Nicholas from his uh, role in Your Name. So, uh, as boy whose name I can't remember. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. I'm guy. I'm shit at like a lot of the shit at remembering names like that. Also, um, because again, 
it is a uh, it is an anime movie. That means that Michael Center Nicholas and Stephanie Shea must be in the movie as well. <laughs> and Michael Center Nicholas and Stephanie Shea both in the movie. She actually is uh, Shoya's older sister. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah, she uh, she doesn't really like appear. It was like the way. Yeah, she's just kind of there. Yeah, the way that they like integrate her into the movie, I'm like, this is so like, why did they have her? I guess it's the for Maria, I guess mostly because, um, because Shoko's um little sister interacts with Maria when she runs away and stuff. Yeah. And so, for me, it's like, oh, that must have been what it was like, more of like the plot device for that to be like for him to connect yeah, with her I, I and liked, all that yeah i really liked uh yuzuru she's 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 a really good character oh she's she, great i mean man. she she helps like she is definitely the one who kind of likes uh she's definitely protective of shoko for sure yeah um but you know she sees that shoya is not a bad person that he has changed right even if she doesn't really want to admit it but she is in his corner for a large chunk because she's she kind of figures that like he's the one who is going to, um, I don't want to say fix his sister, but he's the one that's going to help her sister. Yeah, he's going to be good for her, but type of yes. thing. And it, uh, that cracked me up that they uh, thought she was a boy for like a good chunk of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's it's one of those like I think it lasts longer in the manga. Oh really? And the only reason you find out is because like when when they go to her house. I mean, when uh, when she goes to his house. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, you're a girl. <laughs> Interesting. I like the way he. Good to know. I like the way they reveal it. Like in the movie, it was pretty funny. It was like, she did it to him in sign language, and he was like, it took him a second. He was like, oh shit, little sister, what? Like yeah. that part killed me. I was just like, man, that's too funny. Um. I think it. I think it is interesting, man, because you see the the redemption come full circle, um, just the development throughout. You know, you're you see he's working towards that goal of like, okay, I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to basically like make penance for these like terrible like, I mean that's terrible. You like bullied a deaf girl like it to the point where she changed schools like, yeah, ugh, that's so bad. And then like. I don't know it's just like such an interesting character we pick up with him wanting to end it all and then kind of coming back from that and coming full circle and then with the ending um i was gonna ask you what you thought about that is that is it similar to how it was in the manga or is it pretty different in the uh, anime yeah it's pretty but first i want to talk about his mom oh yeah go ahead Th that scene where he like sells all of his possessions oh yeah and like gives his mom the money and she like flips out and she's gonna like, burn it and stuff yeah she's gonna burn it. and she kind of burns a good chunk of it yeah <laughs> but like that that whole entire bit there that was so real like it was it's a ve it's a very good scene because that is something that you know they they do address like you're not just leaving you're leaving all of the people around you yeah definitely and yeah so that it was um it's that to me is one of my favorite parts in both the manga and in the movie yeah they do and i feel like they did there's like a lot of attention to detail on like a lot of the signs and stuff whenever you you know you hear about some someone being suicidal it's like they start selling all their stuff they you know don't care about things they cared about before like they start yeah. you know downsizing everything giving stuff away like and you see him do that and he literally has like a calendar he like quits his job everything sells all his stuff empties mm -hmm. his bank account like he has a laundry list of things to do because he's like decided on this thing and it's just like I don't know. It's so interesting to me that they built that in in that way because I don't know that I've seen it like done it quite in that way and anything else. But it's just like, man, this is like yeah. it's one of those things like building it in, into the plot of like he has thought this through type of thing. And then it makes his redemption like him changing his mind and then starting on the course is like redemption like that more that more that much more powerful to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it, man. 
the those parts that's yeah to me are some like yeah they're they're the best um going back to the, to the ending yes that's right. basically how they both end is he kind of is waiting for her to come to the reunion and she doesn't want to go but then she you know begrudgingly he you know basically gets her to come and they're about to walk in and she's nervous and he's like well, you know, it's, it'll be a new adventure or whatever. And they open the door, and then you get white light, and then that's the end of the series. And you're Dang. like, but what happened? <laughs> Was everybody all right? Because, you know, the one girl whose name escapes me, is it— The uh, dark-haired girl? Yeah, is it— Oh, uh, man. Nauka, Uno, Uno? Yeah, she was— her name. Man, she was so— they did her character well because, like, every time she's on there, I was like, "You're the worst." Mm-hmm. But you know, it's hard. You gotta think of it too. It's like she was a, a small girl who trying to fit in and everything. Oh yeah, I mean, there's like this huge pressure to fit in, and like, you're not gonna go against the status quo because you're exactly. gonna be a social pariah after that. So like, just the immense amount of pressure that kids have, like, just social pressure is like so crazy and i think it's like really addressed well in this movie to where like what i was mentioning earlier like you see it's just like completely overdone and like completely unrealistic and a lot of stuff but i think the way that they tackle it in this and the way they address it is like pretty accurate and like true to life and like organic and shows like an accurate representation of like the kind of pressure that kids are under with like just like in social situations like that you know what i'm saying Definitely, and if you are a parent of a child, um, and they're uh, being weird, talk to them. That helps. Just talk to your kids. You know, just be a good parent. Talk to your kids. See if there's anything up. They won't want to talk to you, but pester them. It helps. I know, man. It's just like it's such a heavy thing. School, like, have them go to. If you're a kid, go talk to your school counselor. That's why we should have, like, young school counselors, like, kids right out of, like, college going into, you know, the field and being high school counselors because they're not that far removed. Well, yeah, it's like, I don't know, man, especially here in the United States, it's like this thing of, it's so tough because mental health is still, like, I don't know, not taboo. Something that's it, it not It kind of is taboo, but it's like not, yeah, it's not like a thing that you talk about. And it's one of those things of like, especially like this, you know, being like a man, I guess, in quotes, like, it's not like cool, like this, it's not like the social like norm for a quote unquote man to like need help or like reach out or talk about mental health in that way you know what i mean it's like you're expected to be like tough and like you know get up by your bootstraps and like but it's like dude people are are dealing with shit and like need to talk about stuff you know what i mean yeah and so it's one of those things of like a lot of it is like the social norm too it's like not commonplace to utilize resources like that for some reason but just because of like of it not being like accepted for whatever reason like it's just crazy then like part of part of me doesn't think it's readily available either yeah that's definitely true too depending on like your situation if it's yeah it's like if it's readily available then like yeah just go talk like i wish i would have had that no for sure in high school like we had nothing well, yeah, and I, mean, I, I went to a I went to an itty bitty poor pr- uh, private school, which is kind of like an oxymoron. But I mean, it was not the best for, you know, social interactions with, like there was very much a casty system, and it's like there's the basketball players, and we all basically were it. We kind of hung out with each other, but because I mean, it's one of those like you know this group of people your entire life i mean i went to kindergarten and first grade with these kids but then after that it's like yeah well that didn't really prepare us for the outside world that much our very small close-knit group of people that we were with that now i only communicate with one of them right yeah so it's like that didn't work very well well and like 
my parents like i know they love us and everything and it's like but man at that age like the last person i wanted to talk to was my parents exactly yeah you don't want to talk to your parents about stuff like that <laughs> but if there was but if there was like say i don't know 24 year old dude or 24 year old girl who like you know is young and you're 16 it's like well, that's easier than talking to my 50-year-old English teacher. Right on, yeah. For sure, man. It's like, because this one actually, like, oh, I'm she can text. she, She's, like, in my same generation. Yeah, it's, like, not as, it, it's bridging the gap a, better, a little bit better than, like, you're saying someone that's, like, you perceive as being, like, out of touch or, like, not in your same, like, on your same level type of thing. Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, it is, and mental health is really important, and it's, like... One of those things is, like, definitely not something that was encouraged or that I knew about when I was growing up. And I definitely, you know, we've all had, like, been through things and, like, talked about things, like, with people. But, like, we all experience things and, like, don't know how to, like, handle them or react in different ways. And so I think it's just important to have someone, like, um, not to, like, be an overshare, but it's, like, I've this year I've started seeing a therapist from like for just to talk about things that have happened to me whenever I was a kid and like how that kind of has had an impact on me and like how I handle things as an adult and like doing that has like helped me and you know my interpersonal relationships but mostly like at home and everything because it's like I don't know how to react to things because I don't know how things that happened to me when I was a kid had an impact on how I am as an adult, you know what I'm saying? So I think, I I just wish it was, like, more normal, normalized. Like, it is normal to be able to, like, to go talk to people about these things. But I guess I just wish it was just, like, more commonplace and more accessible for people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, what's nice is most of your uh, healthcare will provide some sort of like that. So it's usually you can slip that in there and be okay definitely man um yeah so yeah i've i mean i've had therapists before um should have had one for this year because fuck this year yeah um for sure man i feel you yeah but uh yeah i mean i i definitely recommend you know even if it's not a therapist just find someone that you can talk to right that's the whole thing just like find someone you can talk to and poor boy Shoya didn't have anybody to talk to. He was a pariah. He had Maria. Right. That's who he could talk to. <laughs> well, it's just tough. Like, and people get to this point every day, and it's just like it's heartbreaking to me that it's like they think that there's nothing else that they can do besides this, and it's just like it's yeah. so sad, man. It's like it, I I wish it didn't ever. People didn't ever feel like it, they got to that point to where it was just like the only thing that they could do was like take their own life so it's just tough man it's intense and i love this movie because of the way that it addresses it and shows like that in this in this situation someone is able to come back and you know what i mean like yeah it handles it 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 shows it yeah that's what i'm saying like it just it handles it really well and shows like man you can if you have people around you and are just like talking to them, like you can come back from this and it's not like, you know, there's not the only one option of like how to, you know, in that thing. And so it's just, I don't know, man, I don't know. I'm necessarily finding the right words to like say what I'm trying to say, but it's just like such an important movie. And I hope I like really want everybody to watch it. Oh yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely a good watch. Definitely a good read. Um, yeah, I, uh, so if you, if you were going to rank this puppy, what would you rank it? Man, I would give this, I'm going to do a, my show thing. So out of five, That's what fine. Would you rank this? I would give this a four for sure, man. Like it, the animation is gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. the voice acting is on point. Um, I love the story. The it's, it, it's a great like progression and you are, are, presented with storylines and get resolutions to all of those like i I think it's just like a really well done uh movie what about you uh yeah i'm gonna give it a solid four um like it is suspenseful when it needs to be suspenseful like when he walks in that door 
oh my to go god. get her. My to, god. To get the camera. Yeah. And you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. And she's up on that balcony and you're like, go go grab her. And yeah, it's it's suspenseful when it needs to be suspenseful. It's lighthearted when it needs to be lighthearted. And it, it definitely hits you in the feels when it needs to hit you in the feels. No, yeah, for sure. So yeah, so it's a it's a solid four. Um, it's one of those like part of me is like I wish it would have been maybe like a two movie thing, where you get a part one and a part two, and you kind of expand, like what they did in the manga, make it you know delve like, kind of delve a little deeper into those side characters. Yeah, because they help tell more of the story. Yeah, I agree. Like, they're they're side characters, but they are really good side characters. They're they're really good for Shoya, especially um, Boy, who uh, – what's his name? Oh, man, I just – Nagatsuka? Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah, he is really good for Kyo. Yeah, he's awesome. No, Kyo, his name is not Kyo. It's Shoya. Yeah, Show. I... Who's Kyo? Uh, the girl. Oh, uh, that's uh, – uh, uh, that's Fruits Basket. Oh, yeah, it's not even – yeah. What's the girl's <laughs> name again? Uh, Shoko? Shoko. And Show, yeah. I, I just call him Show because, like, they call him, like, Maria calls him Show Show. Show and Show. Show Show. I love that. The shows. Um, but yeah, man, um, it, it was a very good watch, and I'm glad that, like, I took the time to, like, check it out for sure. Um. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you have anything else in mind as far as, like, one of because you you were the one that kind of brought it up about like how they had cast a um a uh, deaf actress in this like a voice actress um do any other come to mind where you see like some really cool representation like that um you'd said you'd said that there was a what was that was it dragon prince that had like a sign language oh yeah they they do a whole like the whole character uh of general amaya she only speaks in asl like she is a fully deaf character she uh and it's based in you know uh whatever land so it's like medieval so i mean obviously there's no hearing aids um so yeah she her voice is is just sign language and like the other people in there like nobody like looks down on that one because she's a badass um general but also it's like she has grin who is like her main translator so grin is her voice yeah so when she needs to address people she does it through grin but when she's just like communicating regularly with everybody else because like grin is her voice for addressing people and addressing the audience um but there are there are bits where it's just her and like when she's talking to uh like her sister died and so she's talking to a statue of her sister who used to be the queen um and she just does this whole like little conversation in sign language and i'm kind of like i wish i knew somebody who spoke sign language to tell me exactly what they're saying oh yeah yeah for sure and yeah because like stuff like that i'm just like man that is so cool like the different representation that you get like that is is really really interesting well, and that must be really cool for um, anime fans or really just, like, animation fans in general that are deaf. And then you're like, man, like, this is so cool. Like, this character is like me, man. Like, this is tight. Yeah. I mean, like, and it's it's the same. I mean, it's it's the, pretty much the same people that did Avatar The Last Airbender. Because, I mean, Giancolo Volpe is, like, an EP over there. And he directed like some of the my like uh, my favorite episodes in Avatar, and Avatar had Toph, who was a blind character, yeah, who is probably one of the most badass characters <laughs> because she is blind, and like you get her her backstory and everything, and you're like, damn, this little girl, and uh, they do make all the you know the blind jokes at her, which is pretty funny. Like they throw her stuff. And just like it, like hits her, and he's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, forgot about that." <laughs> so like they do play it a little bit, right? And but you know, she also kind of like dishes it out too. They're like, um, they're like, "Everybody, keep your eyes open if you see anything." She's like, "I see it," and they're like, "Look over," and they're like, "Oh, why? Why would you do these things?" And she's like, "Ah, you know." Nah, that's that's cool, man, and it is cool to see representation like that. I knew that you had, you were a big fan of Dragon Prince, so. 
I figure oh my God, I figure I'd tee, tee that up for you. <laughs> I, I may or may not have started another uh, watch through of The Dragon Prince. But then, like, Netflix, what the hell, Netflix? They started, like, releasing everything. They put, like, the new Miraculous Ladybug out. They put the new season of Dairy Girls out. And I'm like, what? Yeah, they done a, um, they done a, um, a reboot or a completely different series of The Knights of the Zodiac. And I was oh, super yeah. gassed An- up for I- it. Another Knights of the Zodiac. I love that. There's I mean, like, I love that like show. There's, like, 30,000 Knights <laughs> of the Zodiac. Well, this one's like that. I actually don't usually animation. yeah and I was gonna say I usually don't actually like that too much but the story was pretty good to me and like I watched it when I was like on vacation and at the time there was only six episodes so I was like dang how's there only six and then I just looked the other day and there was like 20 episodes and I was like Jesus like I need to get on this yeah I think they do that this thing episode like this thing comes out weekly type of deal where they do like two episodes a week because that's what so here's another one that I've been watching um, I've been watching the Korean version of Designated Survivor. Oh, what? Is it- it's called Designated Survivor 60 Days. What? So instead of, you know, where whatever his name, uh, Kiefer Sutherland's character has like this whole term basically um, before there's general elections, he only has 60 days. Whoa. So they're like cramming it in and it is ridiculous. Huh. Like I, I love it more than the Kiefer Sutherland. Is it on Netflix? on netflix that's interesting they do an episode on monday and an episode on tuesday and then next week you get another two episodes it's so funny like going back to that because like you know we're like in the we're in the era of like binge now so like it's like torture (laughs) like having to wait a week for a show you're like fuck yeah god damn it i've also been like i've also been watching euphoria on hbo oh yeah the uh, zendaya the kids doing drugs show the kids doing drugs. Yes, Zendaya definitely does the drugs. Oh my gosh, that first episode. I've never seen so many people vape before. <laughs> but it is like this like everybody vapes in that show. Someone And uh, I'm like, holy mother. Someone said that uh do you ever watch Skins? Yeah, I freaking love Skins. It was like uh OG Skins, like English Skins. Yeah, not yeah, that yeah. weird MTV version of Skins that they made. Yeah, someone said um Euphoria is uh basically skins for people that jewel use jewels like the little jewel pods or whatever i'm just like that yeah. is hilarious <laughs> I, I will say uh way more dick in euphoria than there was ever in skins jesus christ yeah like there's a whole bit where zendaya and this other girl talk about how to take a good dick pic Jesus Christ. And they have pictures on this slideshow in a projector in a classroom <laughs> that they are going it's like, this is what you want to do. You don't want to do it like this. This First off, this is an unflattering angle. Um, also, n- clean your room. That is like, so funny. There's like a plate of pizza rolls here. Like, what the <laughs> heck? You look like a slob. I'd seen it. Like, I hadn't watched it yet, but I was just like, yeah, like, this looks kind of interesting. It's, the cinematography is bananas. Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh, holy crap. It is insane So like, what they do on that show. I would, like, I don't know if the subject matter is not even, like, hidden for me. Like, just based on, like, some of the, the cinematography I've seen, I'm like, man, I would watch the shit out of that. It's basically about uh, Zendaya's character, Rue, um, overcoming her battle with addiction. Because she used to be a drug addict, now she's trying to get clean. And she's falling in love with a girl, um, and all other shit. So uh, <laughs> the last episode actually comes out uh, this Sunday. So it's when I don't know whenever this comes out. Um, so yeah, it airs this Sunday. So dating the podcast. Nice. That's okay. Um, it came out yesterday. Yeah. If you're listening to this on the there first day that this is out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's only eight episodes. So I mean, not bad. And like, here's the thing too. The, the side characters in this show are a thousand times more likable than any of the main characters. Wow, I love, I actually really love that in shows when they do stuff like that. Like, I know, it's the best, like, the two, two side characters, drug dealers, the best drug dealers in any TV show ever. <laughs> like, they're, they're seriously the most likable drug dealers. Like, 
I wouldn't buy drugs from them, but it's like, you know what? I would what? hang out with you, I though. bet you guys, I would <laughs> hang out with these drug dealers. That's awesome. Isolate yeah, that. It's, oh, yeah. Like, I would hang out with these drug dealers. <laughs> I'm going to send that to your future employer. Go for no, it. I'm, I'm self-employed. <laughs> I'm send kidding. it back to me. Damn. He said send it back to daddy, son. Uh, Give it. Well, cool, man. I really appreciate you taking the time, Josh, to um, to talk to me about this movie, man. I like seriously moved me and i was like super like i was an emotional wreck after i finished this i was just like exhausted i was like damn this was awesome so well go watch your name now I'm, man shit i'll be like <laughs> a freaking heap um but yeah man real quick why don't you tell people again where they could follow you and follow the podcast and everything like that uh yeah you can uh follow me on twitter and instagram at josh l kane you can find the podcast on instagram at animation station podcast on twitter at animate podcast and all of our episodes are available on itunes stitcher podbean google play apple Podcasts. are, are they moving away from itunes is everything like apple podcast now yeah, is that what so. i have to start saying yeah i've changed that's so weird. yeah i changed i started saying apple podcast too so yeah, <laughs> and on our website animationstationpodcast.com and we've also got uh well we're we're working on more content like we're working on video content that's going to be up on our youtube um right now we pretty much just got the episodes going up they're basically going up like one a day um so we've got a long catalog to go through yeah uh, but they're actually they actually look good it's not just like a picture or yeah or like anything. a static image it's, yeah we've got we've got some stuff going into it so i've i've outsourced to australia i mean not australia she'll ali will kill me for that oh my i've outsourced God. to new zealand <laughs> rest yeah, in I'm peace gonna get it that kiwi's gonna come after me <laughs> but yeah so uh yeah you can find us there just animation station podcast right on man um as always guys you can follow us on social media that's tunes tunes podcast t-u-n-e-s slash t-o-o-n-s we're on facebook twitter and instagram you can listen to us on spotify apple podcasts wherever you find your podcast and to close out um if you or anyone you know are dealing with you know thoughts of suicide or you think that no one cares or that you can't reach out to anyone you can always reach out to the national suicide hotline that number is 1-800-273-8255 you can call at any time uh, there's 24 hours there's people ready to help talk to you and and that can guide you and help you and and you know that that care and that want you want to see you succeed so one more time that number is 1-800-273-8255 thanks josh oh thanks man